to another episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast brought to you by your online source for tap dance education, itaponline.com. My name is Hilary Marie. I am your host, and I'm here to support you. I'm here to support you in your tap dance journey by offering you quick and easy access to new knowledge and fresh inspiration, and that is what it is all about over at itaponline.com. I love it, you guys. I love supporting you in your tap dance journey, whether you are a student anywhere in the world or a tap dance teacher who educates the students of the next generation. I love, love supporting you. So here we are in a new episode of the Lost in the Shuffle Tap Dance Podcast. And today we are talking about my top five worst production moments. (laughs) Here we go, you guys. Now, there are two things that I know to be true when it comes to production. And number one is that producers are the hidden heroes in the dance community. They are the people who are willing to support the community by providing artists with paid work, students with opportunities for education, dancers with a platform for expression, and so much more. So there is that. So if you have a producer in your life, go ahead and say thanks. Give them a hug. They will be so appreciative. And then number two, the number two thing that I know to be true when it comes to production is that your success as a producer is closely tied to how quickly and quietly you can solve problems and put out fires. So I thought it would be fun to share with you guys my top five worst production moments. And I will be honest with you, in moments that these things happen, it can be so frustrating, so disheartening, so discouraging. I have been reduced to a pile of snotty tears plenty of times because of production moments like these. But... I learn from them, I grow from them, and now I can look back and laugh about them. And that is a nice feeling. And even better, I can share them all with you and we can all laugh about it together. So let's get started with the weather gods. Now, many of you know that I had a hurricane hit during Jersey Tap Fest and the governor declared a state of emergency. I had to cancel the last day of classes. I still held the show because it was cheaper to run it than it was to cancel it, but barely anyone attended. There were artists dropping out by the minute and students were dropping out by the minute and it was just a mess. So you can check out episode 37 where I share 10 years of life lessons from producing and directing Jersey Tap Fest, and you will hear all about this monster hurricane. But I have another weather gods challenge that I had to deal with that I haven't told you guys about, and that is an ice storm. So there was an ice storm so bad, and it happened the year of my debut show, which was called Soul Walk, and this was in New Jersey. In March, in March, like mid-March, and this thing came out of nowhere. And when I say it came out of nowhere, you guys, like the weather was looking like it was going to be fine. There was no indication that we were going to be slapped with an ice storm. And then we woke up in the morning to like inches of black ice 
and hail. So we ended up having the show because, you know, in Jersey, it's not the end of the world to have some snow, have some ice. And, you know, this was my debut show. Um, And when I say debut show, it wasn't the first show that I had produced. This was the first show that I had created from scratch. So it was all my own choreography, all my own concept. It wasn't my own music. It was based on the music of a good friend of mine, Emily Braden, a beautiful singer. And it was based on her album called Soul Walk. So this was Soul Walk the show. Definitely go and check out Emily Braden and listen to this album because the music, my friends, is absolute fire. So this was my first show in this type of capacity. And, you know, in hindsight, I should have just canceled it. But, you know, you do what you got to do. And sometimes it is cheaper to have the show than it is to cancel the show. So we went for the show. There was no problem. You know, the audience members got there. It wasn't anything as bad as the hurricane. But in the middle of the show the fire alarm went off. So we stopped the show and we had to evacuate everyone from the theater. I remember we were in the middle of finishing up a number and the fire alarm goes off and I I'm on stage and I stand up and you know, we finished the number and I look at my stage manager and I said, is this really happening? Are we seriously doing this right now? And she said, yes, we are. And she took that headset off and she immediately evacuated everybody. So we had to evacuate everyone from the theater and we had to evacuate however many feet away from the building, right? Because that's the law. But we couldn't because there was over an inch thick of ice coating the ground and no one could walk up the stairs. So it was an absolute mess. And I actually have a funny photo of all of us in our costumes and our jackets getting kicked out. So I'll go ahead and post that photo in the show notes of this episode. So, you know, when the fire marshal came back and allowed us back into the theater... It turns out it was a false alarm that was triggered by the height of the ice freezing over, something like that. So they allowed us back in, and the next number of the show was this super moody, heavy lighting piece, really emotionally intense. And it was a weird place to start, and the transition into that piece had been scrapped because it was coming from the piece that we had just finished. So the setup and the concept would feel completely off and the dancers were all cold, literally cold from standing outside in the freezing cold in costume. So I ended up bringing all the soloists on stage and we had an honest moment with the audience. I told them, you know, we were cold, which they all laughed because they were cold too, cold too. And I told them that we had to warm up. And so we had a jam right there on the stage. And then I scrapped the intro of the next piece. I cut it short and then we moved forward with the remainder of the show. In the end, it worked out, but man, it was just, it was a tough one. And I had all these press outlets there to review it. And it messed with the flow of the show. And it was just all the things at once, you know, your debut show that you're choreographing, producing, directing, performing in, and then you just go ahead and slap an ice storm on it. And it was a big fat mess. So those are, you know, the weather God stories that really come to mind. My next worst production moments goes 
two air conditioning units, you guys. You know, the AC broke multiple years at Jersey Tap Fest, two years at one location alone, two years at another location. And then I actually had the AC break at Grooves Unlimited at my studio for my annual national tap dance celebration. And that was the same day that the New York Times was coming out for an interview and a beautiful spread that they did on me and the festival. So it was just all the things at once. And man, you know, air conditioning, you guys. If anyone knows how to bust the AC in a studio, my friends, it is me. Which is funny because I'm not even that big into AC. I barely run it at my studio. Only when it's really rough outside. I personally like to layer up and sweat it out in the studio. But when it comes to producing large-scale tap dance events, you have to keep the room cool before it gets out of hand because the bodies in the room can really raise the temperature. And then people can start passing out, get dehydrated, get sick. It can turn south real fast. So again, if you go back to that episode about the 10 years of life lessons from Jersey Tap Fest, I talk a little bit more about my bad habit and annual tradition of blowing out other people's AC units. (laughs) All right, so moving on to number four. And the number four worst production moment that I've ever run into was growing too fast. So it's a good thing. It is a good thing to grow quickly and scale, but it's a bad thing when you don't have the resources or the space available to do so. So again, in episode 37, I talk about how I outgrew the Jersey Tap Fest studio two weeks before the event. And I had to go scrambling to try and find, you know, a three studio dance studio with sprung wood floors, which is like looking for unicorns, you guys, especially out in New Jersey where everything is covered in Marley. But I'll go ahead and give you another example of growing too fast in terms of production. So at Grooves Unlimited one year, we outgrew our recital theater. And luckily, thank the ticket recital gods, we realized this before releasing our recital ticket sales. It was something like, you know, the ticket sales were supposed to go live on Monday night and on Sunday evening, my gut was just telling me to hold off on tickets because I just knew in my heart and soul something wasn't right. And so I started doing the math, plugging the numbers over and over and over again, and something just did not feel right. And finally, I realized that if we released those ticket sales when we were supposed to, we would have been screwed because we only had two shows or three shows, something like that. And if we had kept those two or three shows, we would have had to put a cap, a maximum on the number of tickets that a family could purchase. And if you are a dance studio owner, then you know that this could lead to an absolute mutiny. You cannot put a ticket cap on a young dancer's dance recital. Absolutely not. So luckily, I trusted my gut. I felt it out and I was able to hold off on the ticket sales for a week 
and we restructured the show. We told everybody we were now doing an additional show. We scooted everything around. We didn't tell everybody why. We didn't let them know that there was an issue with the number of tickets in the theater or anything like that. We just said, you know, guys, we're adding an additional show, and we said it was going to be convenient for them. They would be able to have as many tickets as they want and they would have a shorter dance recital. And so we were able to spin it as a positive situation. But man, I was sweating bullets on that Monday when we were preparing to get those ticket sales out. And that leads me to my number five worst production moment. And that brings me right back around to a dance recital. And that was actually our dance recital this season. And that was getting booted from the theater. We lost our theater for our annual dance recital a couple weeks before the show. So we were hosting it at a middle school no sorry at a high school and the high school was equipped it was fully equipped with our needs and we got a call saying that they blew some type of transformer that blew all of the power all the way to the street corner and you know somebody installed some lighting tech that wasn't working properly and to be honest with you guys later on we think it's because they double booked the theater not because it was a technical issue but regardless we lost our recital theater a couple of weeks before the show now thank goodness that they moved us over to the middle school so we had a space that we could use and that wasn't an issue but We had to change over some seating charts. You know, when we got to the theater, it wasn't as fully equipped as the high school theater was. They didn't have the lighting that we needed. There was no genie or ladder for us to even hang lights of our own. So, I mean, we were scrambling to obtain all of the technical gear that we needed to run a show, a recital that was to our standards, to our quality, you know, We are very, very lucky over at Grooves Unlimited Dance Studio because between me and my partner, we are into high quality, large scale dance productions. And so we have very high expectations for what a dance recital should look like. We don't just turn on the lights, play music and go. You know, we we end up plugging in probably over 500 light cues in a day and we're really passionate about it. But that also brings along a very advanced technological component to the show. You know, we also are we're a hip hop and tap dance studio. Sometimes we have live music. You know, we have a, a dedicated sound person who has had to bring in all their own monitors, all their own equipment because the theater space that we were in, what it wasn't a naked space, but it didn't have everything that we truly needed and that we planned on having. And if you guys only knew what it took for me to get a 20 foot ladder into this space, because there was no genie, a 20 foot ladder so that we can hang the lighting that we need and make adjustments accordingly. That was a stressful one. So all in all, my top five worst production moments have been pretty much dictated by large scale events because the larger the event, the larger of a problem that you're going to run into. You know, you're, you also have more things that can possibly go wrong. And I'll say number one, first and foremost, it's been the weather. 
which has been really challenging. It has also been blowing out AC units, which is also pretty much related to the weather. It has to do with whether or not you're producing large scale events in the hotter seasons or not. And then, you know, it was growing faster than our spaces could accommodate, you know, be it a dance studio or a theater. And then it was getting booted from the theater. So those are my top five worst production moments. I'm glad that I can look back on them now, give thanks for everything that I learned from them, but also share them with you guys and laugh about them because man, in the moment, they were not so funny. So if you are a producer, I would love to know what some of your worst production moments are, or maybe you're a teacher or a student and you were attending an event and you saw the things that were going wrong. You know, did the producer take care of the issues quickly and quietly enough or you know, was it a struggle for them? I would love to hear from you guys. So you can go ahead and comment in the show notes of this episode, which you can find by going to itaponline.com slash podcast and scrolling down to this episode or by going to the ITAP Online community Facebook group and commenting and sharing. I write back every single comment. I love hearing from you guys. So please do not hesitate to share and I will look forward to hearing from you soon. I hope I can have a chance to share some shuffles with you. We can always share shuffles over at itaponline.com. You can check out the itap online video library, one week of unlimited access for one dollar you guys and you can see what it's like to be an itap online family member who has 24 7 access to all of the videos in the itap online video library but they also have direct access to me on a regular basis so go ahead and check that out at itaponline.com and click on membership up in the top corner and hopefully i'll be shuffling with you guys soon i wish you all the best in your dance journey and I'll shuffle with you soon. Mm-hmm.